When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Michael Hoskeller. I'm a professor of philosophy at the University of Liverpool in England. Many philosophers think that meaning is independent of subjective experience. So they would, for instance, say that meaning is purpose. So if your life has a purpose, in other words, words, if it is good for something, then life has a meaning. For instance, you cure cancer, right? Very good, you have achieved something, and that achievement is what gives meaning to your life. Uh, or perhaps um, even even more radically, uh, you haven't really done much, but just out of pure chance, um, your life has led to some good consequences, right? Perhaps you had a rare disease and uh, medical professionals uh, came across you and identified that disease. Uh, and they did something with it and then found something incredibly interesting and good. You didn't really do anything, right? But still, your life is meaningful because because you were there, something has changed uh, for the good, hopefully. Right? But um, for me, this is not very satisfactory because it seems to me that we need to start with the experience of meaningfulness in one's life, or rather with the experience of the absence of meaning. Because that is when we begin to ask the question about what does my life mean? Or rather, what is the point of it all? Or why does it matter? So it's the experience of nothing really matters, or I don't see what the point is of my doing what I'm doing. Um, when the question of meaning suddenly becomes relevant in a life. But anyway, the, the point is, th there being a purpose is not sufficient to make your life meaningful unless you can somehow relate to that purpose, unless you can make this purpose your own and, and, and feel that this is really something that makes your life worthwhile. So I don't think we're asking for some kind of purpose. We're asking for a particular kind of purpose that, how should I put this, that, that makes you realize that what you're doing is worthwhile.
So there needs to be at least a subjective component to meaning in life. Of course, there are, again, in the debate, huge objections to that. I mean, you might say if, if meaning in life is completely subjective, then whatever you think makes your life meaningful makes your life meaningful. So if, I don't know, um, you want to collect Let's say Pokemon cards. You want to collect Pokemon cards and you're really passionate about it, right? That's all you're interested in. And you spend your whole life collecting those cards. And other people look at you and think, this guy is crazy, right? Well, what's he doing spending his life on that? It means nothing, right? So from, from, uh, from an external perspective, people might say this life is not Meaningful. We're thinking of Mother Teresa um, or, I don't know, Albert Einstein as people who have a meaningful life, uh, not people who collect Pokemon cards. Uh, So if meaning were completely subjective, then somebody who feels happy with what they're doing and fulfilled by what they're doing, then they have a meaningful life. And the argument goes, this is counterintuitive, that this cannot be, it's not enough, right? But I'm not, not, not so sure about it um, for two reasons. Um, first of all, because um, it's probably very unrealistic, a scenario. So uh, we would be, it would probably be very difficult to find someone who is actually completely happy and fulfilled doing something that seems utterly pointless, right? But on the other hand, if there were someone, then they must be seeing something there that we, the external observers who regard this as meaningless, fail to see. Otherwise, they wouldn't be doing it, right? There must be something there. And perhaps we should give people the benefit of the doubt. And that is also, uh, this, this kind of thinking also leads to um, ignoring the lives of animals, for instance. So uh, all the arguments that are being used in order to identify a particular selective kind of meaning are also used to exclude animals from the possibility of living a meaningful life. When I look at my dog, Lottie, when we walk, uh, have a walk in the park, she is so interested in everything that happens there, right? There are thousands of different smells and everything attracts her interest there, right? You can see it, the way she moves, Um, So, there is something meaningful there for her, which I don't have any access to, right? I don't know what she smells. I don't see what's interesting there in that hedge or behind that bush. And even if I go there to have a look, I still don't understand it, right? But on the other hand, uh, I guess if my dog looks at me sitting in front of my computer screen, right, for hours on end, 
if she thinks at all, she would probably think, what the hell is this guy doing, right? Um, this is so completely pointless. Why is he, she, he not chasing sticks or whatever, right? Do something meaningful with your life for dog's sake. Um, uh, so it's a question of perspective, right? And it seems to me that if you live your life um, really engaged, if you find something that really interests you, right? if you do what you want to be doing, then your life is not pointless, no matter how, how fragile or short-lived your accomplishments, your achievements are. And that is, again, brings us back to the connection to death. Those who think um, meaning depends on um, having some great achievements um, are irritated by the fact of our mortality because that seems to suggest that in the end, ultimately, um, nothing we do has any point because you die, right? Um, so you might do something now, but in the end, it will be forgotten even if you have some effect on what happens after your death, right? That effect will vanish as well over time. And ultimately, eventually, everything will be gone. So then it will be as if nothing had ever happened and none of us had ever existed. So if you have that perspective, then you might say, so what's the point, right? Um, but if, but, but what you're assuming here is that the only thing that is worth doing is something that lasts forever. Um, so nothing matters unless it matters for eternity. And that seems to me an incredibly ambitious and overwrought um, um, assumption to make. Why would we want to... Um, to have lives that have an effect that never ends. Why is something that matters now, why does something that, happen, that matters now matter less than something that matters forever? So we have a kind of, kind of obsession with, with eternity. If there's an external purpose, to life and reproduction would be an external purpose. You are there in order to create more life. You don't really get any meaning out of that, right? Because it's always deferred, right? If that life is there for some other life, what is that other life for? Uh, so you have an endless, endless progress or regress here uh, that doesn't really answer the question, what is life? for. Um, so we need to find something that is good in itself in order to understand what life is for. And that is a mistake I think those make that think uh, meaning can be understood in terms of um, what a life is good for. So external purpose. Um, because the external purpose is irrelevant to the life that we actually lead. And if this life is not worth living in itself and for what it is in itself, then nothing else is. 
right? So um, everything that's valuable for something else, um, there must be something that's valuable in itself or nothing is valuable. Um, but I don't think it's true that nothing is valuable. I think we can see in the way um, animals often enjoy their lives, and we can too, because we are also animals, right? So we have lots of common and uh, lots in common with uh, non-human animals, and the things that we do, just as an expression of living, of being alive, I think that is what confers meaning to a life. If you can live your life just because you're alive and you enjoy being alive and you enjoy uh, whatever this life throws at you, then your life is meaningful. There doesn't have to be any eternal uh, component to it. There doesn't have to be any great achievement or um, external uh, value. It is what it is. The judgment is always exclusively based on the external achievements. So we pick um, a person who we think has done great things, right? Either um, scientifically or morally or artistically or whatever. And hardly ever anyone asks, well, how did those people actually feel, right? Um, and perhaps it is the case that Mother Teresa was depressed all the time and didn't feel her life to be very meaningful at all. Um, again, some would say, well, that doesn't matter at all. She lived a very meaningful life. Whereas I would say, well, it matters a great deal, right? She didn't really have a meaningful life. She had a life that perhaps helped many people. We can say that. Um, but it was a meaningful life because... She didn't have the experience. If we think that our lives can only be meaningful if we have an important role to play, then it becomes difficult because suddenly we have to compete with other people. We have to become Mother Teresa or Pablo Picasso or Albert Einstein in order to live a meaningful life. So there's a lot of um, um, pressure suddenly there that you have to prove yourself in other ways. Um, but... That also shows, that, that new situation shows why it is very risky to, to believe that meaning in life can only be had if you have an important role to play, um, if you are truly necessary, if you're needed, because most people aren't. Most of us are not very important and the world will go on without us. Yeah, but that is exactly the problem with using such prominent figures like Picasso, Einstein, Mother Teresa as paradigms of a meaningful life. Because most of us will simply not be able to do that, even if we wanted to, right? Either we don't have the talent or we just don't have the possibility to do that. But what are we saying then if we present those people as paradigms of meaning, we are saying that you must be very, very, very lucky and exceptional in order to be able to live a meaningful life. And I, don't th and I think that is a wrong approach. I think everyone 
is able to live a meaningful life. And you don't need great achievements. You don't have to be super duper important. Why would we have to be super duper important in order to live a meaningful life? Why would we have to be necessary? We need to learn, I think, to live with contingency and our own ultimate irrelevance. That doesn't mean that our life doesn't matter because we might, if we realize our own ultimate unneededness, uh, we might be more able to respond to other people, right? And seeing their needs and their role and their um, valuableness in the world. Um, so I think it is a wrong aspiration and uh, dangerous aspiration to want to be extremely important in the world. And we should try to disconnect that from the idea of meaning. Making Meaning is a limited series from Ministry of Ideas. It is produced by me, Zachary Davis, and Jack Pombriand. If you enjoyed this episode, you can support us by sharing the show with your friends, subscribing, and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. For more information, visit our website at ministryofideas.org. You can connect with us on Twitter, where we're at Ministry of Ideas. You can also email us at Zachary at ministryofideas.org. We would love to hear from you. Ministry of Ideas is a proud member of Hub & Spoke, a Boston-centric collective of smart, idea-driven podcasts. You can check out all of our shows at hubspokeaudio.org.